0: Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider Lead Off Man podcast. Uh, We're now in week seven uh, as of this recording on June 28th. And uh, we'd like to thank our fine sponsors for making this program possible. Uh, Sioux City Ford, uh, Wendy and her uh, sales staff down there certainly appreciate their support. Uh, Pizza Ranch uh, over on Floyd Boulevard. And uh, congratulations to Mitchell Bettsworth who Uh, Took home a truckload full of medals from the Special Olympic Games. Way more than I got. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, our good friends at Fairway Grocery, where uh, you want to hit before the weekend uh, gets here. So uh, you have your goodies for uh, the 4th of July celebration. And uh, Mitch, we'll get right into it here with uh, softball and uh, get folks caught up on this past week's action and kind of how things lay out for the postseason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the 3A through 5A doesn't start postseason play until after the 4th of July on the 6th. Um, But the 1A and 2A matchups, Marty, you got them in front of you. Um, Starting really early as soon as Friday of this week.
0: Yeah, Friday this week, 7 p.m., South O'Brien taking on Galen Catholic. And uh, the other uh, matchup in the top side of that bracket is Trinity Christian against George Little Rock. Um, Again, these are Uh, January 30th, Friday games. Um, And then moving on down, kind of close to home, Woodbury Central, um, 7 p.m., facing off with Boyer Valley. And then uh, Westwood uh, over there in Sloan, uh, matching up with Whiting, uh, 7 o'clock, first pitch too on that one. So um, interesting matchups, Mitch, to kind of kick things off. Um, Obviously, everybody's well aware of Rems and St. Mary's. Um, Kingsley Pearson's had a good year. Um, so, I mean, I'll let you go ahead and uh, talk to the brackets and uh, give uh, give your analysis.
1: Yeah, I really like uh, Woodbury Central's positioning there. Boyer Valley, uh, you know, having kind of a down year. Mm-hmm. Then you play after that. Uh, I believe they have the, the winner of the Whiting-Westwood matchup. Yep. Um, I, I like them to advance twice, honestly. Uh, it's going to be kind of a, a bracket that's, you know, we Talk about the this 1A ship being led by Remsen-St. Mary's. Um, you know, I think Hinton's had a really good year this year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Kingsley-Pearson on the other side, uh, you know, is it just a. Uh, it's going to be a hard-fought road to get there. If you're any teams besides those, uh, I think Remsen's obviously the clear favorite. Yeah. In, in Class 1A from around here, um, you know, I feel like that would be kind of the same set for the guys side. But you know, we've seen. This, this girls' team lose a couple games. We've seen the guys' team lose a couple games. for yeah. and So they are beatable. Um, you know, in postseason play, it's, it's a different beast than, than regular season. You know, a lot of times when you match up against these guys in the regular season, you don't throw your ace, they don't throw their ace. Right. So you really don't know what's coming to you at the mound. And mm-hmm. um, maybe a different game plan is being presented and, you know, um, May than it is you know late May than it is uh, early July so um, should be some some good softball being played you know there's always in postseason play there's a couple teams that um, make it that kind of want their season to be over already um, but there's a lot of a lot of guys still jockeying for position uh, especially in the three to five A brackets and should be some some really good baseball being played in the, in the at least the one A and two A region here later on this week yeah
0: definitely and uh moving on to 2a softball competition um, again these are friday um, games uh west Sioux takes on lawton bronson and uh sibyl takes on central lion um, 7 p.m on friday for both those and then sitting off um ups on the top side is uh a very talented West Monona team, Mitch.
1: Yeah, and actually, West Monona has one of our Gatorade players of the week, and it's the junior, uh, Casey Miller. And Casey's, I mean, the the stats don't lie for her, 42 hits, 34 RBIs, three homers. Those all three categories lead the team. And then, uh, you know, just to top that off, she has a 4-3-3 batting average for West Monona. Um, leading the, the charge there, actually one the conference uh, tournament uh, last week as well. Uh, and then she, she tops it off too. And when she gets on base, she has 33 stolen bases as well. Yeah. So she's doing it, driving gals in and getting around. Um, I know she you know, has a, a sister on the team as well, Carly, the senior. Um, but, you know, Casey's doing a really good job as a junior. She has another year yet to come. And, and this West Monona team you know, finished off the regular season at a record of 24 and 5. Really, no one got in their way, especially in the, the Western Valley. They finished off the year at a perfect, uh, unblemishable record in conference. And they look to keep that uh, train rolling going into the postseason.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And uh, awaiting West Monona is the winner of West Sioux Lawton Bronson. Um, then we have uh, Hinton uh, squaring off with Akron Westfield. Um, these games are on July 5th. Um, and then also in that bracket, North Union um, will be awaiting the winner of Sibley Ocheaton and Central Lion. And then down below, um, again on the 5th, it's Hartley-Melvin-Sanborn against Western Christian. Um, So some compelling matchups there, Mitch. And uh, again, don't be surprised to see an upset or two. Quite possible. Um, But uh, again, I think in general, uh, my analysis with that is West Minona is going to be tough to overcome um, in that bracket. So uh, look forward to, to that competition on July 5th. Yeah,
1: and usually, I mean, the, the brackets for for the most part will go chalk the first slate of games uh, just because usually it's a team that's, you know, about a 500 record versus a team that's, you know, kind of written it off for the season. And then it gets into your second uh, round, or your I, would, I wouldn't say second week, but the second round, like yeah. you said, it's on the 5th. And then you get teams that are a little bit more closer matched up, maybe that played against each other during the regular season. Um, you've seen what they've got, they've seen what you've got type of thing. Yeah. Um, and then it comes down to, to just what teams to the hottest. I've seen some teams come in that are have crazy, you know, winning streaks coming in and you know, they're just at the wrong side of, of getting hot and they're getting cold now and they, they end up losing. And I've seen yeah. teams that, you know, were great throughout the entire year lost a little bit towards the, the middle part and then caught fire again and made it all the way down to the state tournament. So it kind of really depends on, you know, who's playing the, the best softball or baseball at the time. And, you know, it's whoever can get through seven, eight, or nine innings, uh, depending on what the, the game goes that, that given day. So, but uh, should be some, some really good matchups that we'll talk about, obviously, next week after the f- first seed of has come out uh, for, for the lower classes. And then one will actually get the... Games to played in in 3A through 5A. I think the matchups already set, but there's still a lot of games to be played. I know, um, you know, at least in the MRAC Conference, there's two more doubleheaders I think for each yeah, team to be played. So still some doubleheaders, yeah. Still some seating to be set up because I know um, Sioux City East is right on Sergeant Bluff's heels uh, to win the conference. Sergeant Bluff got uh, a big win on Senior Night last night against Glenwood, but still some seating to be to be played out in the that bracket. But you know softball's alive and well and in the early 1A and 2A matchups, and we'll just kind of wait to see how the the chips fall in 3A through 5A.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Where did you want to go next here, Mitch? We
1: can can go straight into, even though we don't have anything set up and made for the 3A through 5A bracket, we can talk a little bit about the MRAC uh, here, you know, just talking about, Girls that have played extremely well. We talked about Sergeant Bluff-Luton leading the, the conference right now by, I believe, a game lead over Sioux City East. Right. Um, Lee Evans-Murphy leading in home runs, tied with um, Alexis Jones, senior from Sioux yeah, City she's East. The, she's a good player, too. They've been kind of going back and forth at each other. Um, and then you, you flip over to the defensive side, and we'll actually have our Pepsi pitcher on uh, Sioux City North's roster, and Josh and Vogt, just a freshman. At, at Sioux City North, but she's put up some pretty impressive numbers, Marty. Yeah,
0: Jocelyn vote uh, 68 innings pitched, 102 strikeouts, uh, 2.78 ERA, and again, North with the improved 20 and nine record this season, uh, far surpassing last year's win total. So uh, great job out of them, and Jocelyn, obviously, a very bright future as just a freshman, Mitch.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I th- I feel like you can say that way for. For both North squads on the softball diamond and the baseball diamond, they've much improved. Um, Sioux City North has a, a really good shot. I believe they play in the postseason against West, and then they'll have to head down uh, to Des Moines Region, I think, for their second game. But yep. you know, they got just as good a record as anyone else in their their bracket. So yeah. you know, they play some. You know, yeah, only all you have to win is a game against your cross-town rival in Sioux mm-hmm. City West, and then two games probably down in Des Moines because you're going to be the lower seed, and all of a sudden you're going to Fort Dodge. Yeah. So, it's yeah. it, the the seasons. You still got a couple regular season games left, but the season's really creeping up to the. It's close to its end, and you got to just put together a stretch of four or five really good softball games. Um, where your pitching's going the way that it has been, and you know you can maybe rely on Jocelyn, and you got to rely on your bats uh, to get some runs across. And I think they got a they got a good squad this year. And you know Natalie Rasmussen, uh, the junior, is almost batting 500. You know, so when you have a, a hot bat matched with some good pitching, um, you can go as far as as those bats and that pitching will take you. And I think they've done a really good job coaching staff wise. Uh, with yeah. dealing with the, the players that they've had, you know, we talked about the last couple seasons where North's been middle to lower of the pack in the MRAC and now yeah. this this year both you know, squads have taken leaps and bounds and, you know, had bigger winning streaks than they've had ever had. They've won more games than they have in the last you know, five, six, seven seasons. So, um, and it's just you know, it's really just to the kids that, you know, when they're freshmen, sophomores, and juniors getting up to their senior year, you know, they've They've taken the punches and they've they've rallied and they've gotten better and you know they work on their craft in the off season. You know it, it's definitely showing. You know I yeah. think both both teams are above 20 wins. I believe the North Boys are at 24 and 24 10. And 10. Yeah. Um, so you just both both sides at the working up at, at the north side of Sioux City. You know their their baseball and softball field aren't too far away from each other and I know they challenge each other. I'm sure they're probably you know. Encouraging each other, but also right. saying, Hey, you know, we got a little bit better record than you, and I'm mm-hmm. sure it motivates one another. But you know, good good to see even uh, softball and baseball being played against uh, the MRAC opponents, and it's not just one team kind of leading the, the yeah. way. So, uh, congrats to, to Sioux City North, and we hope to, their season keeps going along in the, the 5A bracket and they make it down to Fort Dodge.
0: Yeah, absolutely, that'd be great. And one other quick point on North, I'm just visiting with Uh, Head coach Brent Eichold, he talked about not giving away outs. So they played much better defense. They've cut their errors in half already this year, and uh, he thinks that's been a real key to their success.
1: Absolutely. You you come in there, you leave another person on base, you get another person or another gal through. Um, In those innings where you could have gotten away with two outs and then get that third out and then errors committed, you know, the, the the pitcher feels a little bit more pressure, all of a sudden leaves a, you know, a, a rise ball in the wrong spot of the zone or, yeah. you know, just doesn't have their off-speed working. starts to doubt themselves. And then the the ending kind of snowballs. You eliminate half of those errors, you're out of half the endings that you weren't out of last year. So, and obviously it's a nine-day difference for, yeah. for Sioux City North. And, you know, I think they're playing some of the best softball, not just in the MRAC, but just in this side of – of the state uh, this year, you know it's it, it's contagious, and I think yeah, that's that's the biggest you know. biggest thing too is when when your early part of your lineups hitting well, your back part of your lineups complementing your front part, you're playing solid defense, you're getting good contributors uh, in your pitching staff. It's it's contagious and winning baseball, and you know Norse found the their rhythm, and hopefully they can keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. Going into baseball now, the again though the smaller brackets are already set up for um, 1A in state and uh, 2A, mm-hmm. but the games that we'll cover aren't until next week. Right. Um, so like Kingsley Pearson is off for baseball until the uh, the fifth, so the day after the fourth of July, and they'll play the winner of HMS and George Little Rock. Um, out of that bracket, there's not really anyone else that we cover in the Siouxland area. It's a lot of teams farther away. I like the way that Kingsley Pearson set up in this bracket, it's a very winnable bracket for them. I'm not saying that they're going to have a cakewalk all the way through, but it looks like to me the hardest team that they're going to end up playing is either going to be uh, Bishop Garrigan or Newell Fonda, and those two teams have to play against each other in the District 2 Championship to get to the state qualifier game, which I would assume would be against Kingsley Pearson. You know, Kingsley Pearson, we talked about, yeah. you know, the, the likes of Boston Duke Skett, who I know has been getting a lot of praise lately and rightfully so. But this team's lost one game. Yeah. They're 22-1. Yeah. I believe their only loss was to a top-ranked Don Bosco team. Um, so this team's poised to make it back to the state tournament. And, uh, you know, I know they want their revenge next uh, from last year against Remsen St. Mary's who will be another team we'll talk about in the uh, other district there in district I believe 7 is what they're in um, and Remsen will also play on Friday or on that excuse me on uh, that the 5th the day after 4th of July against the winner of Icam Manning and Gideon Ralston um, I th- believe they're going to probably face IKM Manning um, both teams have pretty similar records I don't see um, a hitch in the road for Rems and St. Mary's until they probably face off against Alta Aurelia in their District 13 championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, then they would then go into the state qualifier game, which I believe could be against Woodbury Central. I love Woodbury Central's um, path in both softball and yeah. in baseball. So Woodbury Central starts on Saturday, which is kind of weird uh, for District 1 play. The, the, the thing with 1A and 2A versus 3A through – well, for 3A and 5A through softball but 3A and 4A in baseball is the there's so many teams mm-hmm. that are compiled in 1A and 2A that they have to start, start playing senior, early yeah. um, because the brackets are just way bigger like mm-hmm. then three A and four, or in 3A and 4A and 5A for softball there's A playing game, two games, then you have the championship. Right. Where these ones, it almost looks like a March Madness bracket Mm -hmm. uh, with how big it is. But Woodbury Central starts off playing um, Arweva, who hasn't won a game all year. Um, I don't see them winning their first game against Rams and St. Mary's. Then they'll play the winner of and Cam. I like that Woodbury Central in that, just with their their senior leadership and the guys they have, and then some of their juniors. that are coming along are, are playing a really, really good baseball, too. Um, I think their lineup probably one through five is, is as low as you'll see in 1A. Um, guys that can hit the long ball, but also get on base. And then they're really solid fielders, too. They're middle infield. And then you know behind the plate's solid. Um, then they would end up playing a Tri-Center or a Stanton team, I believe, in the District 14 championship. And I believe they've already played up against Tri-Center and, and won that game. So you could see a potential state qualifier game against two local teams in Woodbury Central and Remsen St. Mary's, which, you know, I think Woodbury Central's happy that they didn't have to go through KP again because last year, you know, KP took him out. The last couple of years actually, yeah. KP has taken him out. But I would I would hate to turn from down, looking down one barrel of KP, turning to the <laughs> yeah. other barrel of Remsen and St. Mary's. But you know, if you if you got to get to the state tournament, you know it, it's by any means necessary. And yeah. you you think that Remsen's going to have to go up against a really good Altar real team at some point. Maybe has to exhaust some pitching. You know, mm. you can catch them catch them on an off day and and make your way to the state tournament. Um, and then Remsen's kind of the same way. You just got to go through what's put in front of you and just keep. Keep grinding, and uh, you know, definitely don't want to pick up your third loss. Um, in the, the rest of the season, you want to want to go off with just the two blemishes that they have. But I think it's going to be a, a really good 1A bracket, especially uh, there in District Seven. Um, should be a great couple games, and I'd like to see a Woodbury Central to St. Mary's uh, State qualifier championship yeah. game. That'd be great.
0: That'd be fantastic, and I I. I really agree with your analysis there. And the other thing is, whichever team is fortunate enough to come out of there, they're battle-tested. So anything on the other side of the state that would show up at the state tournament,
1: they're not going to be scared of them at all. And you talk about being battle-tested. I think one of the the bright spots of Remnestan, and we talk about Remnestan Mary's all the time, and uh, is Cale Orman. And Cale Orman is our Gatorade uh, player for the guys. And just looking at some of his stats, the, the thing that pops off the page to me the most, Marty, is his batting average. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, hits and RBIs, too, are up there. Just want to run through some of the quick stats. He leads, um, I believe, in batting average, is tied for RBIs, and is uh, you know also a really good pitcher on the mound, too. He's probably yeah. one of the top pitchers. Yeah in the War Eagle, but what he does with his bat speaks volumes.
0: It does, and he's collected 43 hits so far, 37 RBIs. And that batting average that you talk about, um, you know, people always say in baseball, one out of three is, you know, it's good. really quality it's really good. average. He's batting 538 um, right now for Rams and St. Mary's, who is 24-2 overall. And obviously um, he's been a big part of the program. Uh, but he just continues to get better. His game improves, and, uh, you know, he's, he's a standout uh, when they take the field.
1: Yeah, in the last three games, I believe hit 667, batted in th- 1,000, the other two. Um, so he's been doing it really, really well. Um, a guy that rarely strikes out. Uh, if he gets on by, by a walk or a hit by a pitch, he's, he's looking to advance himself or advance someone else. Um, also a guy that's had a couple sacrifice flies this year, um, but just does a really good job of, of hitting and getting on base. And, you know, when you when you have guys in your lineup like Jackson Bunkers who hits a ton of doubles, um, you have, you know, Fish, who's a, a single-hitting machine. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your sophomore and Colin Holman who just – absolutely hits the long ball better than almost anyone I've seen in the War Eagle. He leads the War Eagle by almost double the next guy uh, behind him with seven home runs. This team is – we talk about Woodbury Central having a good, you know, one through five, one through six lineup. There's no weak spot in Remsen St. Mary's lineup, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, hitting-wise. And then when you combine that with their pitching ERA – it's really hard to beat this team. and two teams have figured out a way to do it so far. Um, and I, I feel like with the way that this senior leadership goes, they'll be like, uh, fool me twice, you're not going to fool me again. And uh, I don't think Rems and St. Mary's picks up another loss. Um, if they do, I think it's going to be down in Carroll. I really yeah, do. I would agree with that. Going on to our – MRAC, talking a little MRAC baseball here, uh, to tell you what, the top of the top is getting really close, Sioux City North last night split with Sioux City East, Sergeant Bluff split with Council Bluff Abraham Lincoln, and Helan got a sweep down on TJ for their senior night, now it's almost, it looks like a three-way tie at the top of the, the bracket, Healin goes to Lamar's tomorrow to play a doubleheader there for their last two conference games. And then the conference championship, I believe, will be won or lost yeah. at uh, North High School on Thursday as Sergeant Buff travels up there. If Sergeant Buff wins both games, they'll win the conference. If he, or if he I believe if North splits and Helan lo- splits or loses one, they would win the conference. Um, and then I don't know how it would go if North split and healing won both games because they would have the same record right. and they would have the same head-to-head so I don't know if it goes on strength of schedule mm-hmm. if it goes on run differential I'm not 100% for sure they would at least have the tie yeah. for the conference so then it would be co-champions um, and I know that you know none of those three teams want to be co-champions they all want to win it outright so yeah. big two games riding on Thursday um, I'll obviously be there I, you know it's going to be a a great atmosphere. It'll be, I believe, North Senior Night as well. Yes. Um. So you know, sending some of their guys out in in style, and they want to get back those two games they dropped earlier in the year to, to Sergeant Bluff too. So it should be, should be great uh, baseball being played, and we'll talk about a Pepsi pitcher, and, and a guy that was on the mound for for Sioux City North, uh, yesterday in their game against East. But that's uh, Aiden Shrunk, and I, t- I tell you what, Chamberlain the great on the mound for them as well. But Aiden Shrunk, what he's been able to do in his junior year has been really impressive.
0: Yeah, it really has. Um, 47.2 innings pitched, Mitch. Uh, over the course of those innings, 79 strikeouts and featuring a 1.62 ERA for North, um, who has a great season going at 24 and 10.
1: And and they like I said they look to contribute and keep doing that against uh, Sergeant Bluff on Thursday. The brackets are aren't yet set up for uh, for 3A and 4A baseball. I believe they're looking to kind of get that squared away um, as the last couple games get put together here. Because obviously we don't even know who the MRAC champion is yet. Uh, but should be some. I think the 3A bracket is going to be incredible. Yeah. Um, just as as much as because i don't know where they're going to place helen i don't know where they're going to play sergeant bluff uh you're going to end up seeing spencer uh, moc who both i believe uh Helan and sergeant bluff are yet to play uh so it should be really it was really competitive and with those four teams last year uh moc and uh spencer went to an absolute crazy game in, in extra innings and the winner went on to play Sergeant Bluff, who had beaten Helan in an absolute yeah. crazy game uh, last year. And then Sergeant Bluff ended up going to uh, down to Iowa City for the, the state tournament. And then they had a, a pretty good run down there as well. So I think really any team that really kind of puts it on in the 3A, uh, the bracket here, and you ride some momentum, they can make a pretty decent you know uh, postseason bound. Uh, you saw some because the, the, the top dog in, in – 3A in Western Dubuque that won it all last year, um, has lost like six or seven games yeah. this year. So it's yeah. it's not that they're not you know they're not touchable. They are. Um, Xavier's lost some close games. You know you have some other teams that are down there that have lost their fair share of games. And you know it kind of just depends on who you get on the mound. I know I think if they are able to play it, Bishop is going down to play Lewis Central. That's a yeah. top ranked team in, right. in state of 3A. You know, that's a, a good measuring stick going into postseason play for Heel and if they're able to get those games in. Um, and it kind of just will show you and Andy Osborne and his staff where we kind of sit right now. You know, I think they lost a couple games that they could definitely have back. Um, you know, the, the two to north and the two to the Sergeant Bluff back-to-back in four, four games were, were tough for them. Um, but they, they turned back around and won the game that they should have won against TJ, and now they got to just handle business against Lamars and kind of let the chips fall where they may. But I, the, this 3A bracket for playoffs is going to be It'll incredible be to see. 4A is going to be pretty pretty exciting as well because, you know, if, if North is able to, to win the conference and keep it going, like they could get a really good seed um, down there. And, you know, maybe uh, a couple teams have to come up to Sioux City and play instead of the – Old adage of going down and playing in Des Moines before you have to go down and play in Iowa City. (laughs) So, but we'll we'll see. It should be a good postseason. That'll start really start kicking off around uh, the the fifth and sixth of July. Um, Usually, you know, you you, you grill out and you know have fun with your your family and friends on on the fourth, and then the very next day you 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 know put on your jersey for maybe probably the last time. So. It's, uh, it's crazy how how quick this season's kind of got to its end, but yeah, I'm really excited for, for postseason baseball and softball yeah. in this area.
0: It's going to be a great time. Um, we want to thank our sponsors again, Sioux City Ford uh, Pizza Ranch over on Floyd and our good friends at Fairway Grocery, um, who always do a good job getting you ready for the 4th of July. So go ahead and uh, head over to Fairway and tell them that uh, – Siouxland Sports Insider sent you over. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.